Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, God Speaks by His Son, A Direct Communication from Him, Part 2. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning international audience. We also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. In our previous episode titled, God Speaks by His Son, A Direct Communication from Him, Part 1, posted December 6th, we looked at Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 2. An important item of note was, God spoke mostly to the fathers, lowercase f, and then He spoke in person through His Son. These two forms of speaking to mankind are important to note. We read in the expository notes with practical observations of the New Testament by William Burkett the following. God the Father has given and granted unto Christ his Son and Mediator and Head of his Church a sovereign power and authority over all persons and things, both in heaven and in earth. As a reminder, this week is the second of three weeks prior to Christmas. This episode is our second of three total. It is part two and the final in this two-part series. It will dovetail the Christmas theme as it is not a story found in the Bible more directly associated with Christmas. However, we will study these passages this year as our Christmas series. This week, we will examine verses 3 and 4 of chapter 1 in our Hebrews passage from the New English Translation Free Bible. They read, The sun is the radiance of his glory and the representation of his essence, and he sustains all things by his powerful word. And so when he had accomplished cleansing for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Thus he became so far better than the angels, as he has inherited a name superior to theirs. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. For clarity, I will identify both uses of the word son, S-O-N, and son, S-U-N, by spelling them when used so you clearly understand of which is being spoken in the written text. Using the natural sun in the sky as a comparative can get a bit sticky 
when the medium of communication is only a verbal podcast. This is why I will spell the words for clarity. To start, verse 3 opened with, The sun is the radiance of his glory and the representation of his essence. Commentary refers to both the natural sun in the sky as a comparative and Jesus, the Son of God. Commentary on this verse portion reads, Our Apostle here proceeds in describing the divinity of Christ's person, by whom the Father is made known His will to us under the Gospel. He declares, 1. What He is, 2. What He does or did, and 3. The consequent of both or what He now enjoys. Observe, number 1. Our Apostle declares who and what Christ was and is, namely, the brightness of the Father's glory and the express image of His person, the Son, S-U-N, and the brightness of the S-U-N are really distinct from each other. In like manner, the Father and the Son, S-O-N, are the one and the same essence, co-eternal and inseparable, yet the person of the one is distinct from the other. And as the S-U-N communicates its light and influence to us by its beams, so does God communicate His goodness and manifest Himself to us by Jesus Christ. Learn hence that the Son, S-O-N, is of the same essence with the Father, yet a person really distinct from the Father brightly shines forth in Christ his Son, S-O-N. This is the express character of God the Father's person, His natural image and essential likeness. All the perfections shining forth in God the Father are substantially in Christ the Son. Is the Father eternal, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent? So is the Son, whose character He is, whose resemblance and imager He bears. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. A supporting scripture reference was also found in John chapter 10, verse 38. It reads, But if I am doing my Father's work, believe the work that I do, even though you do not believe me. Then you will know, and you will believe, that my Father is in me, and I am in him. From the Bible in Worldwide English. The bottom line here, in plain language, is both the light and the brilliance of that light that comes from both God the Father and Jesus Christ, His Son. A comparative is made to the natural sun, S-U-N, in the sky, as there is no better or plain reference for analogizing. What we should note here is the oneness of God the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. 
This is why the analogy of the sun in the sky and the brilliance of its rays shining forth makes such a good analogy. Notice Jesus' words in our associated scripture passage found in John chapter 10, verse 38. My Father is in me, and I am in him. Commentary told us this which explains this concept to us. Commentary said, The Son is of the same essence with the Father, yet a person really distinct from the Father brightly shines forth in Christ, his Son. Of special note here is the impressive oneness of God the Father and Jesus Christ the Son while fully maintaining separate and clear distinctions of character and identity. This qualifies what commentary further told us when it said, in like manner, the Father and the Son are of one and the same essence, co-eternal and inseparable, yet the person of the one is distinct from the other. If this is a bit confusing to you, it may be better understood that while God the Father and God the Son have dramatic similarities and commonality, they are both yet discernibly two separate entities and identities. Moving on with this scripture passage, we are examining. Commentary further states, Observe, number two, our apostle having declared what Christ is, next declares what he does, namely, that he upholds all things by the word of his power, that is, he exerts and puts forth the same omnipotent power in the work of preservation, which he did in the work of creation, keeping it from sinking into its original chaos of confusion. This work of conservation, some say, is a greater act of omnipotency than that of creation. By the former, all things were brought out of nothing. By the latter, they are preserved from returning into nothing, which their own nature and their perpetual conflict by contrariety of qualities would necessarily precipitate them into. Learn hence, number one, that such is the nature and condition of the universe that it cannot subsist one moment without continual support, such is the dependent condition of the whole creation. Learn, number two, that our Lord Jesus Christ has the weight of the whole creation on his hand. He upholds what himself created, and as well as creation of all things, by the word of his power, do prove him truly and really God. Observe. Number three, a further evidence and proof of the divinity of Christ 
produced here by our apostle, as he made the world by his omnipotent power and upholds it by his wonderful providence. So he redeemed it by his blood. He by himself purged our sins. He that made the heavens bowed the heavens and came down from heaven and became a sacrifice for sin on earth. And by himself alone, by himself without a partner, by himself without a comforter, expiated the guilt of sin and satisfied the justice of God for sin, suffering as he was man and satisfying as he was God, who by himself purged our sins. Learn hence that so great was the work of expiation of sin that it could no otherwise be really effected and accomplished than by the sacrifice and sanctification of Christ, who was truly and really God. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. There are three main points of this commentary passage we need to look at more closely. First, we read, This work of conservation, some say, is a greater act of omnipotency than that of creation. By the former, all things were brought out of nothing. By the latter, they are preserved from returning into nothing, which their own nature and their perpetual conflict by contrariety of qualities would necessarily precipitate them into. That was the complete thought. Let's look a bit closer. The latter portion of that statement reads with the meaning of contrariety instead. They are preserved from returning into nothing, which their own nature and their perpetual conflict by contradiction of qualities, would necessarily precipitate them into. So we should properly note, humanity has been preserved from returning into the nothingness from which humanity was born when Adam and Eve were created. However, after the original sin, our own nature our perpetual conflict demonstrated globally in all different societies by contradiction of qualities would have consumed humanity except save Jesus Christ and his powerful work to save God's creation should man or woman desire to be saved by his grace and work on the cross. Our second point of special note is a further evidence and proof of the divinity of Christ, produced here by our Apostle, as he made the world by his omnipotent power, and upholds it by his wonderful providence. So he redeemed it by his blood. He by himself purged our sins. For clarity, the meaning of the word Purged is 1. 
to cleanse or purify by separating and carrying off whatever is impure, heterogeneous, foreign, or superfluous, as to purge the body by evacuation, to purge the Aegean stable. It is followed by way of or off. We say to purge away or to purge of filth, and to purge a liquor of its scum, to clear from guilt or moral defilement, as to purge one of guilt or crime, to purge away sin. Purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Reference Psalm 79. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Reference Psalm 51. To clear from accusation or the charge of a crime as in ordeal. To remove what is offensive. To sweep away impurities. Reference Ezekiel chapter 20. And five. To clarify. To defecate as liquors. Purge. To become pure by clarification. From Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary of American English. Let's now separate the spiritual meaning of the word purge. 1. To cleanse or purify by separating and carrying off whatever is impure, heterogeneous, foreign or superfluous, as to purge the body by evacuation. 2 to clear from guilt or moral defilement, as to purge one of guilt or crime, to purge away sin. Purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Again, reference Psalm 79. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Psalm 51. And finally, to clear from accusation or the charge of a crime as in ordeal. Now, combine the commentary with the word meaning to better understand what Christ has done for all of us. That which we receive by simply yielding ourselves to Him and becoming born again. Quoting, He made the world by His omnipotent power and up holds it by his wonderful providence, so he redeemed it by his blood. He, by himself, purged our sins. He, one, cleansed or purified by separating and carrying off whatever is impure, heterogeneous, foreign, or superfluous, as to purge our body by evacuation, to clear us from guilt or moral defilement as to purge one of guilt or crime, to purge away sin, purge away our sins for thy name's sake, to clear us from accusation or the charge of a crime as in ordeal. If you are not saved in Christ, does this not explain, in some way, why you should? If you are saved, yet have grown silent and or uncommitted, 
Is it not now time to change that by renewing your life in Christ? Thirdly, we need to note what commentary also noted. By himself alone. By himself without a partner. By himself without a comforter expiated the guilt of sin and satisfied the justice of God for sin. Suffering as he was man and satisfying as he was God who by himself purged our sins. There it is again, the total purging, the total expiation of not only our sin, but of the guilt that so matter-of-factly comes with our sin. If our sin is so completely forgiven as a purging of it, so too is the guilt associated with it. For one does not exist without the other. In closing, William Burkett said it best, that so great was the work of expiation of sin that it could no otherwise be really effected and accomplished than by the sacrifice and satisfaction of Christ, who was truly and really God. Next week, we will examine a verse in the book of John. Our episode then is titled, The Word Became Flesh. Play or download next week's episode from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, Currently, an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome, and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode 
is found at the bottom of any episode description. For more information, check out our mobile, tablet, and desktop compliant website. It is a subdomain hosted at site123.com. Our site link is unchurched.site123.me. This website is where you will find additional information about us and the podcast platforms we are in syndication with. Find direct links to all our platforms under the podcast menu item. We are found on many podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh, East Coast Time, USA. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. Now to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.